listening to the Gunslinger Podcast, a production of Flying Tom Studios. And now here's your hosts, the Apostle and Green River. That's right, folks. It's that time again. Listen up, men. Put down your Bud Light and pull down your skirt. It's time for the Gunslinger Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we had to make that joke. You don't get to mess with my pancake syrup and then not expect me to make that joke. Might be the best intro ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> you heard it here first. That's folks. great. Welcome, everybody. Episode number three-ish of this season. I've already lost count, but I think th- so. Thanks for tuning in anyway. Yeah. Uh, listens, I hope, are going up. Uh, there's a lot of folks on the, the Facebook page, but the listen count could sure be higher. So, tell your friends and neighbors, uh, spread the word of the podcast, and you know, listen to us already. We need the money. Yeah. Because we're not making any. And uh, actually, I guess we don't. It's just a hobby. But, you know, if we got money, it'd be like Wayne's World to get paid for making Wayne's World. Yeah. But Rob Lowe would mess it up. Uh, well, yeah. um, I'd, I'd probably Maybe okay. we get the happy, cool. the happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> the super happy ending. Yeah. All right. So, yes, we're old. We wanted to start out by letting you know that by making that movie reference. Well, here you are less than uh, a week now away Fresh off of Georgia State Championship. Slipped through another one. Yeah. I slipped through another Congratulations. one. Congratulations. So, yeah, I uh, sometimes lightning does strike two or three times in the same place. Yeah. It's usually not a good thing for me, but hey. Uh, very, very fortunate, very lucky. God bless me with that one. And uh, a lot of good competition. And lo and behold, I barely will even get a chance to rest before heading up north. To uh, to Harbor Springs, Michigan. Is that next? That's, that is, that's the next. That year? is next, folks. The Great Lakes Gunslingers, sponsors, friends of the show, the Dalton Gang, the Yothers family, them them people up there. However you want to refer to them, <laughs> cannot wait to get up there to shoot this event. The Indiana State, the first ever CFDA Indiana that's right. State. The, uh, the the second Michigan State? Somebody yep. correct me on that one if I'm wrong. And then the Great Lakes Territorial, and all in one week. I, I can't wait. Thrilled to death. If you didn't get to go last year, phenomenal shoot. Phenomenal facility uh, built by J.C. Dalton while uh, his family sat around and watched. At least that's what he told me. Uh, I'll let them argue that one out. But wonderful facility, wonderful ranges in a, in a be- in the beautiful northern woods of Michigan, uh, where they have alpine trees, which I had never seen in my life, which were really cool. And I wanted to bring a piece home, and uh, John told me I was crazy because they're junky trees, so I didn't. <laughs> and uh, but uh, beautiful facility, folks. If you have a chance, go to that match. You will not be sorry. That will be the event this year. I guarantee you. Great Lakes Gunslingers. Look them up on Facebook. Pay attention to them. Uh, great event coming your way. And for us Southern boys, that's that's almost a different world up there. So, you know, we sh- we just shot in Georgia this past week. Yeah. And, I, you know, in Kentucky, we consider ourselves Southern. 
Uh, well, generally speaking, most of the time yes. we consider ourselves Southern, as long as you're nowhere near Lexington, Louisville, that cesspool area. Sure. Um, then you go to Georgia and realize, well, you're not quite that Southern. <laughs> well, we don't have a central learner phrase. Yeah. We're, we're definitely not Northerners, I don't think. No, I don't think so either, but we're not Georgia. But we're not as Southern as the Georgians. So I'll that give was, you that. That was fun. That was a that was a good time, but it was one of the few times in my life I've been happy to be driving north. Yeah. So, uh, another one of those times will be coming up in a couple weeks when we head to Michigan. So that schedule for those of you that are interested, Great Lakes Gunslingers that'll be they will be shooting third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh of May. I think I've said that right. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh of May. Uh, there's a schedule of events, which I'm now looking at. So the 4th through the 7th, maybe that's the better way to say it. Oh, yeah, registration is just on the 3rd. So uh, the 4th through the 7th, uh, there is a, you know what? Look the schedule up on Facebook. <laughs> you don't have let's to just, describe it to let's them. Let's <laughs> just not pretend I can read. Let's just let you go read for yourself. And uh, trust me, you won't be sorry. You will not be sorry. Yeah, I wish I could go to that one just, just to... Uh... Just enjoy the time. Even, oh, if I, even if I didn't shoot, I bet that'll be a, a fun trip. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Absolutely. So in the, in the CFDA world, and in many other of the Fast Draw organizations, most of you anyway, we have these silly little names that we call ourselves, uh, aliases. And a topic of discussion that came up in, uh, in the Facebook group and in other various discussions I've had what is the deal with these names? What is your name? So I'll tell a funny story that happened in Georgia. And uh, so another, I don't know, what do we call these people? Influencer. Is that is that the term for the internet personalities? Sure. In, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So another fast draw enthusiast slash influencer happened to be at Georgia and was making some media files and some videos and things. And, uh, Ran up to me at one point, and, you know, here's Green River, whatever, and then announced to his crowd that I was named after the most vicious serial killer in in the country, <laughs> and then he went on his way. <laughs> and that is a 100% true story. Uh, that's not where I got my name, right, by the way. Right. I didn't tell him that because I didn't have time. but uh, Or this person that. Uh, I won't go into any detail on that. But, I, no, that's not where my alias come from. So... I live in Ohio County, Kentucky. Bluegrass, I mean, it's the home, literally. I could I could be in my truck and be at Bill Monroe's home site slash grave in, in 10 minutes from right here. I mean, this is the home of bluegrass. Uh, if you're a John Prine fan, Paradise is literally about 15 minutes the other direction. Yep. Uh, the, the Green River is what he sings about in, in his song. It's literally where they dumped his ashes in the very, in the very place that he mentions dumping them in the song. There's a lot of history on the Green River here in Ohio County, but me personally, I grew up in a little town called Cromwell, Kentucky. You can Google that. You won't find anything interesting whatsoever, and other than it's my hometown, and I love it. I don't live there anymore, but I maybe at some point in the future will. But I grew up in a uh, on a hillside and literally walked out of my front porch every day looking at that river. Uh, it is my favorite body of water on the entire earth and everything kind of in the, the area 
in some way revolves around it. So for me, Green River, that's where it came from. I thought it was the the Credence song. Uh, well, that I thought is that's where you got it. Well, right? and that has been guessed before too, and we've played it at a match or two. It's like a wrestling entrance. Yeah, uh, you know, when yeah. we're announcing the Mag Seven, we've kicked it on and and played it and. That may happen at one of your events one of these days. I may stick a Bluetooth device in your PA system and start playing my own music. Uh, so if it happens, uh, deal with it because uh, it's too late. It's already playing. Just in, just roll with it. But no, that's not it. It is literally, or it, and it's also not the bourbon. Um, of course, they weren't named Green River Bourbon at the time. It was a different distillery. Now it's back. I feel like since you took this this alias, that the name's really catching on. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, and I also got to use the alias when I was on Forged in Fire for almost ten minutes. Yeah. And I, you know, I, that was pretty cool. And uh, maybe it caught on from that. I don't know. I don't know. But the name's pretty big, so I'm just someone abusing it when no one else is using it. So. <laughs> That's my alias. That's how I got it. Uh, what about yours, Apostle? Tell us a little bit about why you picked that one. Well, well, primarily, um, I'm a Christian. That's a big part of who I am. Uh, I'm on staff in my, my local church here in Ohio County, and uh, I wanted to have an alias that reflected upon that. Uh, and so I started thinking about how I could, could relate that somewhat to uh, fast draw culture, and I, I was actually thinking of the uh, the quick and the dead uh 1995 oh, yeah. uh, Sharon Stone yep. Gene Hackman and uh, Russell Crowe and Russell Crowe in that movie uh, his character's name is Court I believe if I remember correctly but he's a he's a gunslinger turned preacher turned gunslinger again by by you know the end of the movie and I, I kind of thought of him and it just sort of evolved from there yeah pale rider was very similar to that too yeah. the 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 Clint Eastwood character in that one was a supposed preacher yeah and uh, that one, yeah. So that would that would work either way on that one. I like that. So I, I know most, I don't know, I don't think all the organizations use aliases. CFDA, and someone correct me on this if I'm wrong, CFDA did not start with aliases. I want to say 2006, maybe 2007. Uh, if you look at the Hall of Champions or whatever, there's a post-alias section. Yeah. And uh, so I want to say they started it around there. I'm not sure if that's where aliases come from. Uh, I remember when we when we spoke with Tony, uh, OFDA. Yeah, they, they do not use. They aliases do not use aliases. And Mongo, God bless him, was good enough to send me a book called Fast Draw, and I yesterday and today, and which is a Beatles album, I think, but it doesn't. They don't mention that in this book, and I've read the whole thing, so there's I thought a, that was there's odd. A, Beatles album called Fast yes. Draw? No, Yesterday and Today. Well, oh, there might be. Well, I, I don't know. I've never ran across that one. I, I consider myself quite the Beatles aficionado. If they had yeah. done some Fast Draw, I would have been interested. <laughs> so, But now, they, uh, there's a lot of named shooters in the books that, that I recognize. And that's also from Jayhawker's book that, I, that I've found on eBay. Uh, there's, there's also a lot of named shooters in there that I recognize without aliases. So I... I I'm led to believe that the aliases are a fairly modern uh, staple in the fast draw world. And now that the uh, CFDA started using them and then X and then WFPG and then XFDA again, uh, OFDA doesn't don't know about worlds. I just don't know that much about WFDA. Yeah. Talked to Dan Qualls a while back. He was having a surgery. He's actually scheduled to be on this show for anybody that's waiting for that. 
we were just kind of waiting for his health issues. And, and so that's still in the works for those of you that are wondering, hey, why there's no WFDA? It's coming, I promise. Uh, WFPG never answered me. So I, And in their defense, I'm not sure I sent a message to any of the right places. So if you want to hear from them, you might want to tap one of them on the shoulder and have them message me. We'd be glad to speak with them. Absolutely. But back to aliases. Uh why did you pick what you picked, folks? What is what is your alias? Does it mean anything? Did it just sound funny at the time? Did you panic pick it and just uh, 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 call me uh, flag plug-in? Because that's what you're looking at on the wall? Uh, I mean, that's up to you. Well, it's, so, it's interesting, too, how... Uh, by the way, flag plug-in, I totally called that one. Yeah. So I made that yeah. up. That's mine. You own that. It's yeah. interesting how, uh, in some cases, at least with, with people that we know, the the alias almost takes over. Uh, you know, you go to one shoot and you'll get 37 friend requests on Facebook oh, uh, yeah. from different shooters. Uh, and it, it's, it's interesting to me how many people, uh, big uglies one that's off the top of my head. You know, if you, if you look up Scott on Facebook, you, you won't find him as Scott. No, you won't. Cause on Facebook, his name's big ugly and uh, yeah, copperhead you, kid was very much thing. the same way. And you get these, you get these friend requests from people and you know, it's the real name. You're like, who, who is who's this? this? Right. You I don't, don't know. Cause that, we don't know who they I gotta are. I got to click on pictures and be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. pretty, they're a real person. Well, so I'll in some instances, on. the alias is, is a very important, uh, part of who these people are. Yeah, it it's uh and, and does your does your alias have a personality with it or is it just something you have to write down? You know, is it you know with with me it's you know I get in these matches and and I've got this pose that I do and and I I I kind of almost incorporate some some professional wrestling aspects into to what I do there and it's just enjoying the game quite frankly, right. but it's that's Green River when he's when he's in his mode. Uh, Nick, when he's off the line, is just this loud elevator guy, and it, 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 I, you know, I don't really do any of that stuff when I'm fixing elevators. Well, if I well, I do sometimes, but I work alone, so nobody ever sees it. And uh, the few places I have been seen doing it, I, I'm not allowed in. Let anymore. me say, I have I have known you for thirty years now, and uh, nothing I've ever seen you do at a match was a surprise by any stretch. I mean, I, well, yeah. I think you're the same person. Uh, well, except when house. maybe, but, uh, <laughs> well, possibly, <laughs> possibly. I mean, your behavior. <laughs> well, it's, I try to be entertaining. It's not a persona now, as much as you think it is. It's not, it's not really, that's just who you are. Well, the truth's out folks. You, you uh, could have been is, a wrestler if you'd maybe had a little bit different yeah, physique. Well, I'm looking in the mirror and thinking, no, uh, maybe a manager. Me and Bobby Heenan could have went toe-to-toe. Uh, me and uh, Scott Hall, probably not so much. Yeah, you so. could have given Paul Bearer a run for his money. Oh, I think, yeah, you know? me and him on a buffet. Let's go, anytime. But. So, folks, tell us a little bit about your alias. Why'd you pick it? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, folks, on the phone with us today in the studio... I've got the current men's CFDA world champion, Joe B. Wales. Joe B. Wales, sir, how are you today? Doing great, Green River. How are you and the Apostle doing? Doing wonderful. We actually have some sunshine and no falling water out of the sky, so uh, we're living pretty good here in Kentucky. We're happy to happy to have it as well, sir. Tell us a little bit about yourself today. What do you do when you're not a when you're not a big time gunslinger? Well, uh, um, you know, I'm 
got a beautiful wife and four children and eight grandchildren. And, uh, do I need to say any more? Uh, sounds pretty busy to me. <laughs> now we stay busy with, uh, grandkids when, uh, I'm not piddling with, uh, golf carts or, you know, going to a shooting event or practicing. And this year kind of started out rough. I, I had to go spend, uh, uh, few months with my mom so kind of threw me uh through some of my goals on the back burner for a while but uh we've got uh got that squared away and she's doing much better and so uh you know we i've got boats i live in southwest louisiana you know it's hunting and fishing paradise and uh so and i get to play this uh this kid's game that, uh, is such an adrenaline rush, you know, God's blessed me and m way more than I ever deserved. I can promise you that. Well, I, if we were all honest, we'd all be saying that that's for sure. <laughs> so living a good life, got a big, healthy family. Uh, how did you get mixed up in this riffraff we call fast draw? Well, uh, before COVID hit, uh, my wife and I used to go, uh, well, I retired at age 58 and my wife and I would go, uh, up to Hans Peak, Colorado for about six weeks every winter. And, uh, my brother-in-law's there and he invited us over to one of his friend's house, uh, Mark and Susie Burke. And when we got there, he's out in the garage doing fast draw. And uh, he strapped a gun belt on Casey and I, and I shot about 10 shots. And I think I was like a 0.7 or something, you know. And I, was, I, I shot 10, but I wanted to shoot 1,000. And I... I went home and of course, uh, COVID hit, you know, uh, we, we had been up in the mountains laughing about this toilet paper shortage and all this kind of stuff, not really knowing what all was going on, uh, in society because it, it's kind of like little house on the prairie up there. And, uh, so we got back home and reality hit us. And, uh, so, Casey, my wife, uh, had been diagnosed, uh, years ago with, uh, advanced MS. And, uh, so I did look up, a a, uh, club here, uh, which was major D up there in Shreveport area, Pineville. And I talked to him and they were continuing to shoot and everything, but I just decided that, you know, I just didn't know enough about all this COVID and all this, that I didn't want to be selfish and then end up doing something, uh, you know, her getting sick and me having to live with that the rest of my life. So I went, uh, just continued doing my thing for another year. And that when the next year rolled around, 
excuse my language, I said, hell with it. And uh, I called him up and uh, he, he actually hooked me up with the Bushwhackers over here in Silsby, Texas, gentleman George and Texas Rose and all those. And uh, he thought that might be a better fit for me because it was uh, only an hour and 20 minutes away instead of two hours. And so that, you know, uh, that's what actually got me kicked off. Was, and uh, uh, Mark has uh, been keeping up with me through my brother-in-law. And, you know, of course, he was really shocked when he heard what all I'd done last year. And it, it was, it was uh, kind of surreal, you know. Oh, I can, I can bet. So let's talk a little bit about the 2022 shooting season here a little bit. So when, when was your first titled event? When, when, let's start with that before we, before we kick off the year. When, when did you really start kicking off the competition? Uh, you mean like my very first shoot? Well, let's, let's, uh, okay. Let's talk about the first, first match with, uh, with George's club or, or major D's club, whichever it was. Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about the first club level competition. Well, my very first one, it was like, um, I was, uh, about two weeks after I joined CFDA and that was Louisiana state that, that was 2021, right? Yeah. 2021. Okay. And, um, of course I got my butt handed to me by just about anybody that wanted to. And I continued that. Uh, I think I made four matches that year. Uh, but in Colorado, I went to Colorado that year and I ended up 17th and they put me in master gunfighter. So I was kind of all pumped up about that. And in Amarillo, uh, was a territorial, I believe. I got my butt handed to me there too, but I met Rodeo Romeo. And after I met Rodeo Romeo, um, uh, I managed to get his phone number and I burnt his phone up and bugged him enough for a couple of months that, uh, he, uh, he had me come down to his faster all training camp. And, um, and then that's when I shot my first XFDA match also. And so that's what really got me going at a, at a fast pace of getting fast and accurate. And, uh, so I went to fastest gun alive that year i didn't really want to you know because i was still getting beat down the best i'd done was that 17th at at colorado and i think i ended up like seven 17th maybe and master gunfighter and uh i don't know i i can't remember where i was it wasn't great and so every time I got beat, 
course I had a long drive home and the fire under my butt would just be burning the entire way, you know, and uh, I was determined. And rodeo had told me one of the things that you need to do is to make goals and not only to make them, but to tell people what they were. So the following year coming up into the 2022 season, I said, anybody that I come up against next year, they better be bringing it. I said, I don't care if slow, fast, what it is, I'm, I'm shooting fast and my goal is to win everything I can. Well, I got a whole lot of flack, as you can imagine. And uh, now you get you got a, you got a lot of flack for that goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they you know people uh, come back and say, well, you know, you might want to just go out there and do it instead of you know putting it out there on the internet. I said, well, these are my goals, you know. And so, uh, so the next year, Texas State, which would be 2022, come up. And that was the first match of the year. And that was exactly one year after I joined the sport. And uh, I won, I won Texas State. And, uh, then the following month was Oklahoma state and I won that and drove home straight home after the match, which was about 10 hours. And I watched the video and, uh, so I had a, safety infraction and I revoked my own title. Um, something you need to know about me to kind of understand that is uh, a lot of people that I met, they could tell you what the shot count was of almost everybody they shoot and tell you all about the match. I could barely remember my name. My adrenaline was running so hard and those all the sports I'd ever been in my life, that adrenaline helped me. Well, the adrenaline uh, was kind of like my worst enemy. You know, it was a double-edged sword with uh, Cowboy Fast Draw. And uh, so I didn't realize what had happened until I come home and watched the, the video. And once I did that, uh, I said, you know, I knew what I had to do. And I went in and told my wife and I mean, it was a bummer. You know, I was born and raised in Northwest Oklahoma. That was really special. Uh, and so one of the things that I wanted to do with this sport was I wanted to get young kids involved in it. And I didn't think, I, I just knew I had to revoke that title uh, I didn't want a kid thinking that was okay, 
by any means. So I revoked that title and uh, went on. Uh, I think I went to Florida the on my next match, and uh, they were. I, I felt like I was in a pack of wolves over there, you know, everybody was watching me for shooting behind the holster and this and that. And so it was one of them deals where gentleman George finally jumped in the next day and said, Hey, being close is you can't call it for being close. He either is or he isn't. You cannot, you got to be sure. So once he said that, Nobody else bothered me the rest of the time, but of course that gets in your head so much that uh, it was tough. Do you think and, that's uh, why people bring it up? The well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That's advantage to people that don't uh, draw like we do. Uh, but hey, that's all part of the game. It's uh, most of this game is. Uh, the six inches between your ears anyway. Absolutely. So I, I move on from Florida State, or Florida, yeah, Florida State, and uh, where'd I go from there? Uh, uh, it's probably uh, Colorado. Went to Colorado. I had just got a new holster, and I'd shot with it a little bit at the house, and, you know, it was supposed to be the same kind of holster, you know, and everything. So I get up to Amarillo where I'm shooting the XFDA event. And it's like four rounds before I even get a shot fired. Hmm. Uh, the holster's really loose and this and that. And so I end up figuring something out where I get by and... I think I end up third at the XFDA event. So then we, Casey and I drive over to Colorado. We're on it like a three week tour here. And I go to Colorado and they hand my butt to me with that shooting at a 17 inch target with that holster. I was just all over the place. And I think I got uh, eighth or so, I don't know, something whatever it was i wasn't satisfied with it sure. but and then and then uh so so then we we're heading over to deadwood uh south dakota from colorado and that's not a good feeling uh, to be heading that way that long and you know your shots not where it needs to be and you're struggling with your holster. So Casey said, why don't you call back home, have that your old holster mailed to uh, Deadwood. So she talked me into that. And that's the only thing that saved my life there. I ended up getting third at nationals with 270 people or something up there. And that was at 21 feet. First time I'd ever shot 21 feet uh with those other targets and it was also last man standing mm -hmm. so I, I won my bracket and all that and so then casey and i drive home straight home um 
and if you're ever going through Nebraska at nighttime, you better have a full tank of gas because every town we drove up to, <laughs> it was, of course, after dark because we left after the shoot. And it wasn't until Kansas before we found a fuel stop. My, I stopped in a truck stop there. We slept about an hour and got fuel. And then I drove the rest of the way home to Louisiana. They may not have electricity in Nebraska after dark. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm telling you, and I'm man. from Kentucky, so if I make that joke, that, <laughs> that means something. Uh, but uh, so then after that, I, I think it was Southern Territorials. I went there. I won that. Then I went to uh, South Dakota State and uh, my uh, good friend uh, Arizona Cactus Kid beat me in the finals I ended up second at Arizona State I mean uh, South Dakota State and then uh, and then the next day I won High Plains Territorial and uh, see I think probably had a little break there I maybe shot some XFDA or something after that and then I went to Fastest Gun Alive um, and the thing with, uh, with that one was, so I thought before I left, it's, it's like a three day drive for us. Right. So I thought before I leave, I'm going to go out and shoot about 20 rounds and make sure everything's good. Uh, that was the worst practice ever. And I ended up shooting a hundred rounds. And finally, the la I put the last five on the plate, and I said, okay, I'm good. We loaded up and took off and went to Fastest Gun Alive. And, uh, of course, you know, that's a that was an awesome facility up there that Cal got us into, and it was pretty cool. Uh, Casey likes to do the gambling and everything there where we stay, and she usually ends up paying for things. So that that's all good. And, uh, so fast forward through fastest gun alive. I win my bracket and, uh, I shoot in, uh, I'm like, what seed, but I can't even remember what seed I was now. Uh, maybe third. I don't, I, I remember watching it live, but I don't remember. Or second, I don't remember, but, uh, I was, I was glad to be there. I felt like it was a, a David and Goliath type thing. I just couldn't even believe that, uh, with all these great gunfighters that we have in our sport that I was, I was there on, uh, just a little over a year of being in the sport and so uh, God bless me. And he, you know, I, I just, uh, the, that last day we shoot this little two X thing, uh, in the morning time. And I was kind of trying to debate whether I was going to shoot that or not. Uh, and I, and I finally decided, yeah, I'm going to shoot it and make sure everything's right. Whatever. Well, uh, I got two X's right off the bat. I had slip cocked. I only shot in two rounds. I think I shot, uh, uh, one, one or two shots. 
and I was flip talking. So I spent the rest of the day. I mean, I worked up five or six full blown sweats. I'm over there trying to figure something out to just not completely embarrass myself, you know, Sure. because they've got TV cameras everywhere stuck in your face. And so five minutes, literally five minutes before the men's mat finals start, my gun breaks, my main gun. And I haven't used the other gun and I don't know when. And, um, rodeo offered me his, but his has a short spur and that that's not what a guy that's slip cocking wants to be trying to get a hammer back on. Probably um, not the time to start trying that. Yeah. So I, and I learned a long time ago, never change anything at a shoot as far as, you know, stay with, you know, the horse that got you there. So that's what I did. And, uh, my, I think I was shooting buzzard Cooper, maybe my first round in the finals. And I slipped cock, uh, twice the first two times. And, um, KK kid was, was my hand judge. And she said, uh, you know, what do you want me to say? And I said, nothing. And I said, tell me. And then I said, tell me, get the hammer back. She said, okay, get the hammer back. And, uh, I don't think I missed another shot the rest of the finals after that. And it kind of wrote besides my pole shot on the championship round where, um, Carly Calhoun thought I won it right then. And I was over there, you know, waving him off, trying to get him to stop talking. And, uh, and, but then I put the next one on the plate and, and won it then. So it was, it was really surreal. I just, uh, I just, you know, I get chills even thinking about it. It actually, every one of the championships, it was just a crazy year. Um, and, uh, I had so many great people, uh, this sport, uh, everybody tries to help everybody i say everybody you know there's enough people out there that if you want help uh they'll help you absolutely and absolutely uh, that is definitely one of the greatest things about the culture uh there is no one going to hide the secrets from you well i wouldn't say no one but uh well the, the best people won't let me say that yeah yeah and uh but uh and that's one of the things that uh I've said, if there's somebody that wants to learn and to, to go fast and get accurate, uh, and they're willing to listen and, and do, uh, what I tell them, uh, I'm, I've got a lot, I've got, I got four guys that I work with now. Uh, of course, all mostly over the, uh, phone and, and watching video of them and, uh, stuff like that. But, uh, cause I'm down here in Southwest Louisiana by myself, you know, <laughs> Sure. but, uh, but I'll help anybody that, uh, that wants help. And, uh, so 
it's uh it's a really cool sport i never thought uh at my age i'm getting kind of long in the tooth i i never thought i'd i'd be in a sport that would get my adrenaline going i i never dreamt of this actually it's just uh really crazy it's uh i remember uh having a a little Mattel six shooter that actually shot these little plastic bullets out at this little guy walking out of a saloon. And my dad used to love <laughs> to have his friends come and have me do that, you know? Oh yeah. And that's exactly what I feel like out there with all you great people is, is that little kid again, you know, and it's just so much fun. The people in cowboy fast draw and extreme fast draw they're just like the people i grew up around rodeoing and and competing with it's uh just good down home people that uh god-fearing people and uh and that's another thing uh it's uh you know i, I grew up uh, I, I know you, I think you had a, a rough life. I, I grew up, it was, uh, it was kind of a rough and tough growing up and, and did a lot of things we shouldn't have done. And it's amazing that we're still alive, but, uh, and, but <laughs> yeah, I also sure. grew up in, the, you know, I grew up in the Baptist church. And so, uh, I knew about God and I knew about, you know, him sending Jesus down and, Jesus sacrificing for all of our lives, you know, and, um, uh, but until I really got into this sport and there was a, a, a couple of people in this sport that reminded me where I came from and, uh, about Jesus and, uh, you know, and once I, I got that relationship again with Jesus, uh, everything changed. And so it's, uh, it's been a beautiful thing. That's wonderful. That is a wonderful story. Well, let me ask you this. So again, for the listeners, the majority, now the majority of the story you just told us was 2022, which was your first full year, full calendar year of competition. Uh, yes. Legendary year. Uh, a year that, that any of us would strive for, and you got to live that one out. And, and Well, brother, I'm just here to tell you that you're the man this year. If you wanted to do it <laughs> and you wanted to drive 23,600 miles like I did last year, you could do it. Well, I, uh, I got, I got all the faith in the world in you. I'm going to ride my little luck streak as long as I can. Anyway, uh, if I do, then you can interview me next year. If not, okay. I'll, you can interview me and I'll tell you how I flopped it all. But regardless, I'll tell the story just cause I love to talk, but here we are 2023, uh, shooting seasons up and going. I think your calendar's leaning a little more XFDA this year. What are your goals this year? Well, uh, the first thing I did was promise Casey that I wouldn't shoot any CFDA this year. I was just going to do XFDA. It was less events. Uh, most of them are within a day of me. I can, I can get there in a day. 
so uh i'm actually i'm still trying to get caught up on things around the house that got put off uh for that year um and so my goals for this year is to win uh xfda event and uh break the world record and become more accurate or at least keep the accuracy that i had which is pretty solid um and uh that's that's and then come back into cfda and go after uh that current record if it if it stands through this year what do you, what do you think the chances yeah. are of it making it all the way through the year well it's actually probably pretty good honestly uh that record is really <laughs> it's down there it okay? is down there yeah i i agree and I, I personally, a, I think there might be a half dozen people in the in the United States that would have a chance, but at the same time, there's a magical little formula that's got to take place for them to do it. And uh, yeah, I I know one that could do it, uh, but he don't shoot CFDA, and if I could talk him into coming, he would do it. Yeah, uh, but uh, he definitely would do it uh, well, i tried to talk but, copperhead uh, into coming back and breaking it itself with a long gun and so far he's yeah, declined well, me well this guy's breaking all of copperhead's records right now yeah and uh but uh the well yeah i'll just leave it at that good but enough. uh <laughs> <coughs> excuse me but um he's uh sinuses have been killing me this year oh tis so, the season yeah it is man it seems to be worse this year uh i wasn't i hadn't been sick in 20 years and for some reason sinuses are just nuts this year and it's like that all over the country i was in tombstone last weekend and uh i finally gave up and took some sinus medicine there uh but they're talking about everybody there that it's been bad also so i guess it's i don't know um uh, but uh yeah I, I had a lot of fun i, I worked to work myself into a very deep hole uh at tombstone and and uh then come out, uh, had to shoot off with six guys just to get into the finals and then, uh, work my way up from ninth, uh, to, to the final match with Brad quick. And I, I gave him an X and, uh, that was his only X for the whole weekend. And then, uh, he come back and, and got me twice. So I still haven't won the XFDA event. So, but, uh, it wasn't bad for being off for four months. So I was, I was happy. I was blessed with, with that. And we had a good time. A good deal. Well, Joby Wells, thank you for talking with us today. And, uh, always good to hear from you. 
We uh, we look forward. You too. Yeah, we look. I'm, I look I'm forward still, to seeing you. I'm still waiting this year. on my throw. I'm still waiting on you to give me my uh, make me some of those throwing knives so we can uh, get into that sport. Yeah, don't don't think that has gone away. Uh, that's still going to happen <laughs> for anybody that knows what we're talking about here. If not, go to my Facebook account and start trifling through my videos. You might see a new game that's on the horizon. So yeah, I got I got me an axe in the backyard. I've been chunking at a at a couple of uh, uh, trees that got sawed down after a couple of them Cat Four hurricanes we had. So I'm I'm making good use of those stumps. Well, I haven't uh, I haven't made a knife lately, but I still have a range set up both inside and outside of my shop, and I still throw my knives and axes pretty regularly. So it's uh, yeah, that's gonna happen. Well, how's that son of yours that's uh, serving our country right now? Well, he hasn't shipped out yet. He'll graduate in May, and he'll he'll go to live with his rich Uncle Sam here in August. And uh, <laughs> after that, yeah, he'll be, uh, I think he'll do us all proud, or he better. So. Yes, sir. Sir. I agree. We appreciate your time, and I look forward to seeing you on the range this year. All right. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. No, sir. Absolutely not. Folks out there, thank you for listening. We're going to do this again real soon.